Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. We learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the mic starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik. Today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome Whitney Sewell. Hi, Whitney. Hey, Mike. Pleasure to be here. We are recording this during very uh, difficult days for the country, and for the world, for that matter. Um, and it's, it's even difficult to uh, record these episodes because uh, we're going through such difficult times, some such uh, challenging environment. I'm in New York. You're in Virginia. Uh, so the first question, just remind, you, you come as a repeat guest. Just remind us a couple of words about you. I know you do multifamily. You have a great uh, podcast and a show. Uh, just refresh my, my audience. A couple of words about Whitney. And um, most importantly, how are you hanging in there during the, uh, the coronavirus crisis? Yeah, yeah. Quickly, I guess about me or background. Yeah, military, law enforcement. Uh, while I was in law enforcement, uh, you had an income problem, pursued real estate. That was in 2009. And then, uh, you know, then a few years later, became a federal agent, moved to Virginia, where we're at now. And, but then learned about the syndication business and jumped into that completely and, and uh, uh, just been growing our you know, multifamily space since then. We're focused on, uh, you know, larger multifamily, 100, 150 plus units and, and mostly class C, but C plus uh, and some B class. And then, um, um, yeah, you know, as far as how, uh, you know, this has affected us, I, I think, um, I like to say, you know, we were like, we just closed the deal actually last Wednesday. Like in wow, the that's, of- that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm surprised nobody pulled the plug on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were, we, we closed on Wednesday and that afternoon our, our broker texted us and he said, you know, he said, he said, I, I talked to the lender and in, the lender told him that we were the last deal they were lending on for the last, for the next 30 days. And so, you know, obviously we're so grateful or just thank the Lord that, you know, that they still lended, that it still went through. And, and, but I tell you, um, you know, what I've learned and I interview a lot of people as well, as you mentioned, you know, in our podcast, but, um, you know, that, that reserve budget's never been so important. Right. And, and, you know, just actually writing or underwriting conservatively, you know, everybody, because everybody I talk to says, you know, they, under, they underwrite conservatively. Right. And, and now we're putting that to the test. And so, uh, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, I just, I can't stress enough is that reserve budget. And we had such a hefty reserve budget before we ever, you know, planned before we ever knew anything, obviously like this was going to happen. And, and so, you know, I'm so grateful that we did. And, and now we can even hit, hit something like this and we're okay. You know, like we're not losing sleep over it, you know, uh, because of that. And so, uh, is it going to affect us? It's going to, I think it's going to affect us all in some way, no doubt about it already is. Um, but, uh, but we're, you know, we're working with our management company and we can get into that. Uh, but we're, you know, taking strides to be proactive in how it's going to affect us and not trying to understand that uh, before it actually gets here as far as on a tenant, tenant level uh, as well. So uh, great thoughts and, and, and interesting that they, um, uh, I know that uh, CNBS markets are frozen now. So you, you, you must have squeezed this thing in right before the freeze happened and all the banks kind of, uh, froze up 
and this freeze will continue until the uh, the dust settles somewhat. Um, and uh, but what's uh, I guess you closed on the deal. This point can cannot go back. The deal is closed. So what are the normal steps you're going to take? Reach out to all the tenants. Say we're the new manager and we are here to make sure your health um, is taken care of. We 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 you know we are doing what we have to do. Uh, cleaning everything, wiping everything, all the common areas, and uh, are you going to ask them? Uh, are you guys going to pay rent, or are you just going to assume they're going to pay rent? You got to ask them kind of a smart question, because <laughs> the, right. the next data point is coming up soon. The first of, of uh, there's going to be many data points. The first of the following first month, and then the next That's month, right. and then, and and you may have to deal with some shortage of rent collections. You never know. We, we expect it. And actually, in this first year, we, we already accounted for at least 30% vacancy, um, you know, just in our underwriting. And, and I, that you know, bad? You think yeah, people, I mean, a we, lot of people are going to lose jobs and you're going to Well, I mean, I mean that's, that's before coronavirus. Like we were all, in our underwriting, we already said, okay, you know, just first year renovations, everything, you know, tenant turnover. We're, gonna, we're just going to go ahead and account for up to 30% vacancy for the first year. And that, like I said, that was long before you know, any of this happened. And, and again, we're so thankful that we did that, you know, and, and cause you know, we may meet that, especially over the next few months. Um, and so, you know, where's this asset? Where's the property located? Colorado, Colorado oh, Springs. Col yeah. Are they shut down or are they, are you going to be able to do work or you just don't know? They are pretty much shut down at the moment. I mean, most places are closed, you know, I mean, obviously no businesses are operating right now and we're hoping that turns around pretty quick, but a couple things we're doing actually uh, at the moment, our management company, uh, you know, we just took it over right last Wednesday. And, and so obviously we're letting everybody know that we're there, that we care about them, that, you know, we are here to, we're, we're ready to fix things that need to be fixed, but it's going to be, a, a, you know, things that are have to be, you know, obviously no cosmetic things at the moment, but, but ultimately, you know, we're just stressing the importance of we're, we don't want to endanger you all and we don't want to endanger our staff either. So we're, we're not, we don't want to come into your unit at the moment uh, unless there is a, an emergency or unless there's something that's just a must to have repaired and we're prepared for that. Um, but, you know, but also what we're doing is our, our management company is polling uh, every tenant that we have and to figure out what type of work that they have and do they expect to lose their job. Uh, and so we can be proactive and actually that's going to be done over the next, within the next day or two. And then we're having another call with management. I mean, we're talking to them almost daily, you know, of course, but, uh, but, you know, we're scheduling a call say Monday to go over those numbers to, to really get a rough idea to say, you know, these all, you know, this much percentage uh, of tenants have, you know, jobs in hospitality, you know, or this, this many have already lost their jobs or this many, you know, this many more expect to lose their jobs, uh, you know, and, and so we can start to account for that. So we can say, okay, by, uh, you know, April, the end of April, you know, this is what our delinquency is going to be, uh, you know, or this is, you know, how many tenants are not going to have income. Um, and, and, you know, and so we can start planning for that or at least start accounting for, for where that capital is going to come from and, and developing a game plan. Yeah, that's the, you're very proactive and that's great. And we're too, and on all investments, we, we're trying to get some clarity and some data uh, when it happens. At times, there's nothing you can do until the data comes in a couple of weeks later, you could right. speculate all day long. Uh, but composition of tenants may be uh, a good survey to help you predict um, what, the, what the collection is going to look like. And if most of these assets you said 
uh, B minus C type of assets. It's usually uh, working right. uh, folks and blue collar work and um, uh, they, they can be affected more than the intellectual workers, the, the folks who work, you know, from there, they can work from, from home. Uh, but yeah, the hope is uh, just switching back for a minute to the, to the health picture, which is, everything is moving at, a, at at warp speed it's just so hard to uh to know what's going to happen tomorrow um yeah, the, the hope is that some of these areas are not not as hit as bad as new york i'm i'm sitting here in new york and it's uh it's it's the worst in the country and it seems to be uh running worse than projected um at least that's what the governor said is that the the virus is running the worst or the economy's hit the worst well, it, they're all connected. So from a health right. perspective, the number of cases, right. Right, the, the right. number of, um, uh, I guess, confirmed cases is, is above the projection. So they were projecting, I don't know, a week ago or something, the projection, the, the growth projection, and it's, it's, it's ahead of the growth. So instead of flattening the curve, or they call it, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's growing the curve. I mean, I'm not sure they're not doing it on, on purpose. That they certainly uh, issued shelter at home order just that um, the data seems to be uh, working out worse than they, they, they projected. And, and the challenge is, um, and, and, you know, and there are a lot of buildings here and a lot of people and close interactions, even going in the stores, everything in New York City, a lot of small stores, you don't have the six feet. I mean, that's, mm. that's the problem. You're not going in a big supermarket. You, these, these short uh, walkways and short aisles, you know, barely two people can get some aisles. You can only one person, one 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 way street. Let me put it this way. Yeah, um, that's the challenge. It's just very hard to keep the contagion here, and the economy. Yeah, we're in a complete shutdown here. It's uh, shelter at home. I don't know if it is. Uh, many parts of the country in the, is in the same mode, but the number of cases is low. So in other parts of the country, it's preventative. It's preventing the spread, decelerating the spread. Um, here, I don't know where, where we're going to go, but the economy is massively stalled. I mean, there are a lot of small yeah. businesses in New York City. If you compare this to, I don't know, um, any other smaller towns, the, 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 there's so many small businesses. Yes, you have the, there's no Walmart here. They didn't want the Walmart to move in. There's other big supermarkets, this, but a lot of small business driven economy and it's uh, shut down. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, there's a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty. And um, uh, so l let's switch now. Um, what do you think about the opportunities? Again, they're going to solve the health issue, right? The, mm -hmm. the, there's been a lot of unknown, the death rate, the all infection rate, the, the numbers are fluctuating wildly. Uh, but let's kind of stop for a moment and start looking forward. So there's a couple of thoughts. Number one, do you think that most of the deals um, gonna reprice? Like if they haven't closed, and if it's closed, well, you're not gonna go back and, and deal with, you know, unless you're gonna sue the seller for any misrepresentation. It wasn't the seller's fault, so the, 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 uh, the coronavirus uh, broke the economy instantly. And a lot of assets are going to perform worse than they were, you know, a couple of months ago. So do you think going forward, there's going to be significant repricing of, of the new transactions? And to what degree? Do you have any, any kind of insight or thoughts? 
if you, if you bought something for, I don't know the number, $30 million, what is it going to look like uh, when this thing settles down? Because right now it's way too fluid. They can't even finance it. can't transact. It's just unknown. But when it closes, do you have any kind of indication? What do you think? You know, again, the full extent is so unknown. Will Are things going to retrade? I think things are already retrading to some extent. I've, I've talked to numerous other operators who are, I mean, they have, you know, two and three deals under contract right now, and they are looking uh, potentially to retrade on a couple of deals or, uh, but I think sometimes it's deal specific, uh, you know, to a lot of extent, um, you know, or if there's going to be lots of issues with tenants, um, you know, they, they are retrading um, or working on some things like that. What kind of discount? Do you have an idea? I, I, I don't know that. And I don't think they know either. Honestly, I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's even a number. I just think they are planning to go back uh, to the seller to say, you know, this is what we're going to have to deal with. Uh, you know, there's some kind of disc, one-time discount or just so much off the purchase price or, uh, you know, uh, even if it's just a few hundred thousand, something to, uh, to mitigate the, what, you know, what they're going to have to go through with the, the, the vacancy potentially or the delinquency that they're going to have to put up with the first few months. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I do think there's, there's going to be people retrade. I think there's going to be some, some opportunities though, uh, for, op- for operators that are prepared. Um, I, I think there's going to be some opportunities. There's going to, I think there's going to be deals too, that some operators have to sell, um, you know, and that are going to be discounted. And, and, um, and so I, 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 I'm, I think we're, we're prepared for that. And, and I mean, as far as, uh, oh, the properties we're operating, I feel like we are, we're very prepared for this. I feel like we, you know, from reserve budgets and just the way we underwrite, um, we're not concerned as far as that goes. And, and we're prepared for, um, you know, other deals if there's opportunities. I think there's going to be operators, maybe even potential partnership opportunities as well, where uh, some operators need some help you know, during this time. Um, so I'm not sure what that will look like yet, but, uh, but, or either properties, like you said, that, that, that they have to sell. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, uh, that's all you could, you could do is, is prepare. Um, right. you could, you could analyze to death at this point until you get the data. And then even when you get the data, you just got to prepare and, and build a plan to take action. And then, um, yeah, the few conversations I've had or the many conversations I've had so far, Everybody's expecting discounts, but it's not clear you know, exactly what these discounts are going to look like. It really depends on too many things. What, what kind of uh, economic hit is going to be? What, what, what's the immediate shortage of, of rent, um, lost rent? And how is it going to stabilize and how soon? So right. without that, it's almost impossible to know. Is it a, is a problem temporary or it's a, it's a fundamental readjustment on the degree of 20%, 25% really depends on um, how the economy recovers. Because uh, yeah, if, if everything is stalled, we go into instant with 20% unemployment rate or something like that. Yeah. And then it's, it's a disaster scenario uh, economically and um, hopefully not. So uh, what are you doing proactively besides following up with tenants and making sure your current assets are taken care of and you are uh, doing the best you can to keep uh, tenants safe? Are you doing anything in marketing or are you just waiting to, uh, to see, let the thing shake out? Almost impossible to do anything for a number of weeks. So when you say marketing, you mean uh, looking for more deals or, or in, uh, with working with investors? Uh, what specifically? Uh, looking for more deals. 
Yeah. So we are, I mean, we're always looking, we're communicating with brokers now about a couple, couple deals. Um, you know, but it's, you know, it's not the same, you know, obviously, but it, but like, a uh, one opportunity we're looking at, it, it's a, uh, I won't go into a lot of detail, but, but it's a, it would be like a, a slam dunk type of thing. I mean, it's a, a big discount potentially right now, uh, that we, you know, why we would be considering that opportunity. Um, and, and that's, uh, I mean, and that's the, that'd be the only thing we would consider probably over the next couple of weeks really to see, you know, how big is this going to be? Um, I, I don't know how much weight I put on some of the curve things, you know, like some of the statistics that some of the groups put out. Um, Cause there's such a backlog in tests. I mean, like it's, there's such a backlog. We've got a friend from church who got tested um, a week and a half ago. They were supposed to have got the results on Friday and it's still backed up. And, and, and you know, and she's almost, she's actually a nurse and she's pretty sure that she had it. Uh, and she self quarantined herself uh, for two weeks, you know, all of that uh, away from her family, uh, you know, and was confident that she had it, but, um, but we still don't know for sure, you know, so she, she'll be one of those statistics, but it'll be after she's done with it, you know? Um, and so I, I'm not sure how much weight I put on some of the statistics, but I, but I'm hoping that, um, that the economy is opened back up within another couple of weeks, you know, and that people can go back to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great point. Um, uh, I mean, we can speculate on this. We just don't know. Right. Yeah. But we just don't know at the moment. By some, some numbers, the number of, of um, n- not confirmed cases, not even tested cases, could be 10x. Right. And so they say 20x what's, what's, what's identified. And that's the problem. A lot of people go through this. Uh, hopefully they have mild symptoms and then they come out of it. And uh, there's so, so much unknown. How much longer are they a carrier? I mean, two weeks should be sufficient, but who knows? Maybe there's some residual spread. We don't know. And then um, the, the the big question is, you're right, the testing is, is so much behind. Here in New York, good luck. If you want to go test it, if I wanted to go test it, and I'm not showing severe symptoms, hey, have a nice day. Get in the queue. We got other people to test. Right. So it's, it's a little bit difficult to um, – and th- one of the key points is even if – um, you're tested and you're confirmed positive, the only thing you can do is isolate. They're not going to do anything else. So it's just, it's good for you to know. But right. everybody needs to act as if um, we, everyone got it. But back to the, um, um, yeah, it's good that, that they're marketing. I, I certainly, I, I think that that's the right thing to do. I, I spoke with some folks and they're saying, hey, go hot and heavy now. Now is the opportunity. Don't, don't close, continue to market, get new deals and look for, um, so now we're going to talk distressed sellers or dist- distressed situations, not necessarily distressed asset, but distressed um, uh, sellers, which is normal. Right. And then the asset distress is just a no. You got to get big enough discount. Um, and, and what is big enough discount in your opinion? Is it 25%, 30% what you perceive the value is once this kind of restabilizes? Is there a good number? I don't know if there's a great number to put on it. If it was 25%, we would be very interested. I, I think we would move on something like that. If, if there was 25% discount, you know, uh, on, on a property, we, I don't think we would hesitate. But it's tough nowadays to find these kind of deals. Right. People right. who got, who, who got properties, unless they have extreme distress, they're not selling in people um, uh, who are buying, I guess they, they want to get good enough deal. So I think the, the bid and ask now just, broadened quite a bit because of uncertainty. 
Yeah. And you know, and you talk about marketing too, like we're just staying in touch with brokers just like normal or even more so. I mean, they have such a pulse with, with so many sellers. Uh, you know, if a seller is in a bind, most likely, unless they already have a buyer or know a buyer, like they're going to be reaching out to that broker to make something happen as soon as possible. You know, uh, yeah. so that's where, you know, we're staying in touch with brokers as well saying, Hey, we're, you know, we're ready. If you have something that's, that's ready to go, you know, we'll, we'll make something happen, you know, as soon as we can, uh, obviously depending on lending, but, uh, but hopefully by the time we get through some due diligence, we, you know, lenders are, are ready to go again. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the, the hope is it's not going to be as long, uh, but um, I do believe, and it's my opinion, it's, it's going to be at least eight weeks in most of the infected right. areas. People saying, well, two, well, two weeks is certainly not the right number. Four to six weeks is light, and eight plus weeks is the likely scenario. And, you know, it's, but um, what do you think about this idea? So just this kind of a, an opportunity um, I've been approached, uh, and that deal didn't, didn't go anywhere, but you're a syndicator, you've done a bunch of deals and I sort of see an interesting area opportunity come up, um, where existing deals, not necessarily brand new acquisitions, properties that have been acquired just a couple of years ago, they've gone through their value at life cycle or, or significant portion of it. And, uh, they still, they're not ready to sell, not ready to act, certainly not in this condition. But there are situations where limited partners, investors, need exit because of their personal liquidity situation. And, uh, well, good luck now. I mean, first of all, these investments are liquid, generally speaking. Right. right. So have you seen or, or have you kept your eyes open? Uh, I, I, I was approached on a one deal where LPs wanted out. And we were, we're still chatting, potentially, interested to take over their position. Um, but so much uncertainty, we, we certainly want a significant discount. So take over LP position, you know, capture the back end of the appreciation um, and get a discount potentially on, on the capital. Uh, and I don't know if we're going to get the deal because the pain needs to be big enough. It almost like needs to shake in and shake in bad before those, 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 the, the LPs want to get out. Have, have you heard about this type of opportunistic, again, not trying to be a vulture here, but somebody needs liquidity and we have liquidity and, uh, and there's a lot of uncertainty. There's got to be a discount, otherwise, why you know take the risk? Or you mean why let them out of the deal without a discount? Correct. Yes, yes. So, you know, I haven't heard of heard that a whole lot, or people talking about investors wanting out, especially deals that are are you know numerous years along. Uh, I mean, we we had no trouble. Uh, I mean, even uh, I even had a couple investors fund. You know, after all this was you know, haywire, you know, everything was going on and it still wasn't a problem. I expected there was like two, I mean, we had, you know, over 120 or 30 investors in this one deal, you know? Uh, and so, you know, it was just one or two that didn't fund until a little later. Um, but still, you know, I, I wondered if, if, if they would have a little pushback since all this heated up a lot more, a lot more chaos since, uh, you know, since uh, actually we had received majority of the funds. Uh, but there wasn't, there wasn't any issue. Um, if, if um, um, I mean, and we, you know, we raised more than enough. And so it, it wouldn't have been a problem personally or on the deal side, even if they did. But I, I wouldn't be able to see, you know, two or three years in, if a, an investor wanted out, I mean, they're, they're going to have to take a discount you know, to get, get their capital back. I mean, that's just not the way it works. I mean, we can't just, you know, let every investor out of the deal, obviously. Um, and so if they, if it is something like that and we can work with them, we, we would try to, or we would hope to, but it would have to be at some kind of discount. 
Well, that's that's the conversation. Like it sounds sounds to me you've done such great work that your investors are sticking with you uh, even during the time of uncertainty. The the lenders is the concern now. And it sounds like the investors I haven't pulled the plug, or at least not yet. Maybe this deal was already baked and ready to go, and right. people didn't back out of it. But uh, things may you know, work a little bit different in, in a few weeks, uh, months. But personally, just you and I chatting, uh, we'd be interested to take over somebody's position if if they want liquidity. I mean, these these are. Uh, illiquid investments. There's no tradability. It requires sponsor consent. So the conversation is: if you hear somebody, they need liquidity, and uh, you generally have the right of first refusal um, right. and the first opportunity. But we're certainly open to to look at some of these deals. Um, not trying to be a vulture, just just. <laughs> no, nope, you're. Uh, so somebody might need liquidity. Ready for an opportunity. Yeah, you're ready for an opportunity. Yeah, so instead of just throwing the money at the new project with a new life cycle, with a new uncertainty, uh, we're open to consider existing project. It's been rehabbed, there's, there's improvement, and the cash flow has improved. Well, when, again, the dust settles. Um, but temporary disruption, yeah, I'd love to hear. Maybe we regroup in a couple of weeks, and I'd love to hear what the numbers look like on the rent collections. Because... Um, uh, just, just so much uncertainty. Depending on who I've done, I've talked to a number of multifamily sponsors, and um, some are comfortable. Think they, you know, they, 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 they cater to certain audience, and some just don't know. And the fact that you have people who lost the job doesn't mean they're going to stop paying rent, right? Uh, especially if the government is coming in and sending them checks. Yeah. Uh, there, there's going to be tenants that, uh, that are going to still pay their rent, you know, because they know they should and they're, they're supposed to. There's going to be tenants that can't pay their rent legitimately. They, they lost their job. They, they live paycheck to paycheck. They cannot make it happen. And then there's, still, there's going to be some that just take advantage of the situation, <laughs> you know, no doubt about it. And, and, but, you know, it's a time, too, where, like, we've never accepted partial payments, but we're going to have to you know, for a little bit, you know, most likely or to work with some tenants and, and, but, but it's going to be interesting. We're going to, you know, by the end of the week, we're going to have a lot better understanding of where all our tenants work and, 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 you know, uh, the types of work that they're in, but you know, it pushed, it pushed me back a little bit to think, why, why didn't we already know that? You know, why, why didn't we already know that? And so I just feel like going forward too, we're going to have better polls of tenants are taking, you know, better information. I mean, we do have it on applications and things like that, but, but jobs change and, you know, they're in different places, you know, working different jobs, you know, as they're a resident for, a, you know, a couple of years, you know, that sometimes, you know, they may have numerous jobs during that time period. Um, and so I feel like it's going to create us uh, or better reporting and better systems for us to, to some extent uh, moving forward. But by the end of this week, we're going to have a lot more information. Monday, we're going to assess it all or by Monday and try to, you know, get a handle on what we think it's going to look like a month from now, but we're still not going to know for sure. But probably another two weeks after that, we're going to have a lot better understanding. And especially by the end of next month, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a lot better feel for how much the damage is going to be, you know? So uh, I, I just think, again, it's going to better prepare us even moving forward, you know, for other deals uh, and just understanding what's possible and how, how quick this has happened. Yeah, I mean, these are great ideas. The, the certainly polling the tenants on what their job is, it's just, you know, it's, it's a very um, leading indicator uh, to the likelihood of them paying. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, let's all hope and pray that this is going to be a short-lived um, uh, 
phenomenon with maybe with warmer weather or something is going to be some level of um, uh, improvement. Maybe they'll come up with some revolutionary um, uh, medications quickly. Uh, well, what's most, um, uh, I guess, promising, uh, again, vir the, anti the antiviral, the, the vaccine is, is long, you know, a year from now. But the injection of antibodies, somebody got sick, and they develop antibodies, and those antibodies were copied and, and replicated in the lab. Maybe that 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 can give people some confidence that the uh, uh, the cure rate will be improved with with some of those injections. Um, anyway, um, I think it's a great episode. Let's uh, we're kind of uh, running towards the end of the time. So appreciate you coming. Um, love you again. This this idea of polling. If you have a multifamily, poll your tenants. Find out what kind of jobs they got and the application could be two, three year old. That, that, that is the right idea. And maybe uh, and I, I was going to say too, we got some information from our lender too and, and how they are, uh, you know, there's a good chance they're going to give people maybe two to three months, uh, you know, of, uh, where they, where they don't have to pay, you know, their, uh, their payments for like three months. However, you know, you're still going to owe that amount and it, but it will be, Delayed. It'll be split up. It'll be split up or what R said, uh, it will be split up over the next 12 months and it, it, you'll have to make that up within the next 12 months, uh, but they'll, you know, they'll split it up over payments or amongst the next 12 months, but it, but it will give you some time where you don't have to make that payment while you don't have as much cash flow as you normally do or as much as you expected. And one, one thing I would say though is, even, you know, some people are going to be made, I mean, you're, they're not going to have any choice but to take advantage of that. Uh, but I would say read the contracts uh, very closely uh, because, you know, you, you need to understand how it's going to affect you long term. Uh, you need to know if it's going to affect your ability to get at future debt. You know, if you take advantage of that, we asked that and our lender said it would not. Uh, but but I would still say get that in writing, you know, uh, you know, and really understand the contracts that you're signing uh, and make sure you have to do it before you do. Yeah, good, good advice, good, good thoughts, and, and certainly, you know, proactively asking for deferral. Have you done this? Have you asked for it? Or are you just sort of considering asking for deferral, 90-day deferral or, or something? We, we, just, we, we just reached out to just stay in touch more than anything. Uh, it's, it's a, I mean, at a time like this, I mean, your lender is, I mean, they're always so important, but you got to stay in touch and you got to keep the communication open. Like, we just want to tell them how we're doing and what's happening. And, you know, we just want to continue that relationship and that trust. So, you know, for the future as well, uh, but especially in a time like this, you know, it's not a time you want the lines to be silent, uh, you know, in, in any way, but, but, you know, with the lender, you know, we just said, you know, what's, what's happening right now. We're not asking for it. We do want to know if it's available, if it's an option, if it's something we should take advantage of or not, but we want to understand the full consequences uh, if we do have to do something like that. I don't, I don't think we'll, we're going to need to, um, but we still want to know, you know, it, maybe it's a lot worse in a month from now than I think, you know, and we want to prepare now for that, for that possibility. Cause it could be, it could be, you know, there could, we could have 50% uh, economic you know, vacancy in, in six weeks, you know? And so we want to know what our options are. Well, the, yeah. I mean, the people are not going to go run away and live on the street. Most right. of the, most of the um, uh, evictions are prohibited to this point. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, the economic collection was going to come down. Uh, but I can tell you that many banks proactively, and I've, I've already had a conversation uh, with Wells Fargo for, you know, for an active, I've had the practice optometrist loans and 
they, they happily deferred by 90 days proactively. Literally said, if you need it, if you're affected, just let us know. We'll defer, no questions asked. I mean, uh, and I don't know if it's going to be the same thing on the mortgages, but my guess is if it was Wells Fargo Bank and you are, you're a small business, even though it's, you know, it's a multifamily, it's still, you know, it's a still theoretically small business. If your rent collections are down, you should be able to get some kind of deferral. So, yeah. All right. I greatly appreciate your wisdom, your thoughts. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Is there a good place to read to folks to reach out to you? You have a great show uh, yourself. So what's the name of your show and how would people um, get a hold of you? Yeah. Thank you again, Mike. Uh, my show is the, called the Real Estate Syndication Show. It's a, a daily show of interviews of experts, just like Mike. We have Mike on the, we've had Mike on the show. And, and uh, so reach out. Uh, you can go to lifebridgecapital.com and you can find the podcast there and lots of information about me and our team and, and deals that we've done. Uh, you can reach out to me at Whitney at lifebridgecapital.com. You can call or text me at 540-585-4333. I'd love to help you in any way we can. Thank you, Whitney. Greatly appreciate your wisdom and, and coming on the podcast and stay well. Stay, stay healthy and uh, yeah, let's hope we all... Um, and keep your distance, right? Yeah. <laughs> and keep washing, your, keep washing your hands. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot in. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.